Hey, Dinks, welcome to Dentists in the Know, your backstage pass to current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. We are dentistry source for honest, relevant information. And with that in mind, this is JB's News on the Go with Dentists in the Know. So introducing to you with all your relevant information, Dr. Jennifer Bell. Uh, If you've been living under a rock for the last five days, then might I be the first to let you know that Smile Direct Club has ceased operations uh, and is no longer taking care of patients. Um, I think the biggest challenge that's coming from this, and and certainly as clinicians, because, you know, if if we're being very honest about how dentists felt about Smile Direct Club, I don't think it was a, a very loving relationship. I think we've always struggled with the concept that Uh, consumers could get high quality dental care from someone who's never met them, has no real diagnosis of their oral condition, um, you know, doesn't really understand or know the nuances of the patient's oral health and yet could provide predictable quality orthodontic care. And so, you know, in full disclosure, I think most dentists were really always very uncomfortable with the business model. And in, in general, with direct to consumer dental products like Snap-on veneers, and now you can do your own scan uh, impressions for dentures, et cetera. I think there's a lot of nuances in that particular business model. That being said, uh, we are still very sympathetic to the, to the fact that there are patients out there who were in active care uh, to the tune of a couple million, I think at this point, um, who no longer have care to uh, no longer have a company that they can reach out to or uh, provide further guidance. Certainly no additional aligners will be shipped to them. They are expected, however, to pay in full if they were afforded um, some type of payment structure for their care, um, but no support on the back end. So I think we're finding a lot of patients are sort of in this limbo of what they do now. I have seen, uh, I know Align is starting to offer some help to clinicians. So if you do find yourself uh, with patients who are coming in the front door with smile direct cases mid treatment, or they're unsure where they go from here and need some advice or help. I know Align in particular is providing support for that, but I'm sure other aligner companies are, are considering the same. So be sure that if you are a clear aligner provider and, and you do provide that service in your practice, that you reach out to the companies that you work with to see if they're providing any financial help. So that you can then, you know, extend that to Smile Direct Club patients to hopefully at least get them to a a healthy and happy place, which was ultimately what they were seeking to begin with. Um, So we're continuing to watch the story develop, but certainly uh, that is an unfortunate situation that most of those patients are finding themselves into. We did talk about this last week. The, The founders were looking for that last Hail Mary but it would appear that the board did not approve their request to go ahead and just buy or acquire the company outright. Somehow I have a feeling we're not done yet. Just call me a 10 full hat wearing cynicist, but somehow I feel like this might be some restructuring behind the scenes that we may not all really fully appreciate, but that will be determined. I did happen to see today that another aligner company um, that has kind of a modified model 
um, is now doing a little bit more shipment to direct to consumer. I don't think they're doing direct to consumer treatment yet, but they are sort of uh, picking up maybe where SDC left off. So we'll see. In other news, uh, if you'll remember a few weeks ago, actually it's been a few months now, we talked about how uh, radiation uh, recommendations had changed and that um, with some of the most recent studies that had come out, the recommendation had been maybe to not necessarily have to use a lead apron anymore for uh, routine dental radiography. We were all pretty excited about that, thinking, you know, maybe we can eliminate some of the overhead of taking radiography in the practice. Um, and also, I think we've operated knowing that that probably was true for a while, but now the data is starting to confirm our suspicion. Well, California Dental Association did come out this week to say, uh-uh-uh, put that lead apron right back on again, because uh, the state regulatory body has the ultimate authority. So if you are inclined to start removing lead aprons from patients or encouraging them not to use them, be sure that you are checking with your local state board to make sure they are going to back you up with that decision. Um, S or CDA brought up an interesting piece. It's actually in their legislation for their Dental Practice Act that you have to shield. So while I'm not sure that they disagree or, or that they don't support the measure, they don't have legislation that's moving fast enough with the data. So I do think we'll see states uh, move towards maybe modification of the Dental Practice Act if they have information legislatively that dictates that you have to shield every patient. We may start to see that onion peel back a little bit, uh, but it is important to note that while the data and the recommendations from um, the institutions that you know review and discuss radiology are that uh, lead aprons probably are not providing a huge benefit, that now has to matriculate down to a local level for states to ultimately decide if they're going to change their laws so it's important to know your own state law and also uh, maybe lobby or participate in the advocacy if you feel very passionate about trying to get rid of lead aprons in your practice. The last thing I wanted to bring up tonight actually is because of who we have joining us this evening. So the House just recently passed the Lower Cost, More Transparency Act. We have talked about this uh, previously on other episodes. It did pass on December 11th. This particular bill is really focused on increasing funding for those type community health centers, um, the Community Health Fund, National Health Service Corps, Teaching Health Center, graduate medical education programs, et cetera. This is all about access to care and to continue those programs to grow um, and provide critical access to care in the communities in which they serve. So this was seen to be a huge win for public health in general and patients specifically, um, but also just to continue to validate and reiterate that we can really inject capital into those who are providing help to that underserved community and allow that those efforts to grow. And with that, that's the news. So gang, that's it for today's show. We want to thank you for tuning in, but more importantly, we want to thank you for being a part of Dennis in the Know. I'm Dr. Jeff Horowitz. I'm Dr. Chad DePlantis. And I'm Dr. Jennifer Bell, and we're Dentists in the Know. Remember gang, dentistry is an amazing profession, but it's way more rewarding when you're in the know.